Hello, everybody, and welcome to the From Ballparks to Buzzbury Sportscast. I'm James Fire alongside my co-host, Perry Martinez. Today, we've got an exciting episode coming your guys' way right now on this Friday. So, let's get right to it, Perry. What's in store for us today? Thanks, James. Let's get going. As loyal Boston sports fans, we have been sticking with the Boston Celtics for as long as we can this season. While we are not losing complete faith in this team, we have to ask the question, what is wrong with this Boston Celtics team? When you think of the Boston Celtics, you think of one of, if not the best, franchise in NBA history. With 17 banners, men you saw the Celtics potentially chasing an 18th this season after they made you the Eastern Conference Finals in the bubble. But at the moment, this mediocre Celtics team is nowhere, and I mean nowhere, near the point to do so. We have a huge conversation today all about this matter, and we are starting it right now, breaking apart piece by piece some of the C's issues, what to keep and what to change. So James, first up, just what is wrong with this team? I mean, Perry, it's tough. I mean, as a big-time Boston Celtics fan, every single night, I'm just hoping that they can get their act together. They did have a promising night last night. Aaron Nismith came up clutch with... 15 points. He also had three steals and three blocks and over in a, some serious playing time. So he got the job done. But I mean, it's just does it. This team is not what you're really looking for in a championship contender. And I don't think they are at this point. So I think that they have to make some moves, which we'll get to later on in this episode. But for that question, Perry, what's wrong with this team? I think that we need a third star. And I'm, I mean, I like Kemba Walker a lot. I'm high on him. But I think that if you want to be a championship caliber team, you need to have a third star better than what Kemba Walker is playing at right now. I mean, right now, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are obviously the focal point of the Celtics team. But when they, if they're out or have a bad night, the Celtics team, the depth is just lacking and they don't have the job or they don't have what it takes to get the job done. You know, coming off the bench, you have Peyton Pritchard, you have Marcus Smart filling in there in the starting lineup. You have Robert Williams, who's stepped up as of late. But other than that, I mean, Jabari Parker in there, it's just not looking that strong. And that's not a team that you can really rely on to get the job done. So I think that if you have a third star with one of those two guys out that can really step it up, then I think that that's a different story. And I think they're going to be able to step it up. But aside from that, I think that the Celtics team is not looking that great and need to make a move sometime soon. Perry, how about you? James, I actually don't think it's a talent issue. I think two All-Stars are good enough to win this league. When you think of teams that have two All-Stars, they're nearer at the top of their conference standings. The Dem- the not the Denver Nuggets, excuse me. The Phoenix Suns are right at the top of the Western Conference standings. The um, Los Angeles Clippers are up there as well. The Lakers have had a little bit of a rough go as they've been hit by injuries to both Anthony Davis and LeBron. But then you go over to the Eastern Conference, and the Sixers are the two-seed right now. They had two All-Stars in Embiid and Simmons. The Nets had two All-Stars as well. They actually had three in KD, Harden, and Kyrie. And then you could see say that the Bulls had two All-Stars, but really they don't because Vucevic came into a trade after the All-Star break, so him and Levine have not had as much time to play to each other, so I don't think this is really a talent issue. I think this is just a lack of effort from this team. They're thinking that every team will get scared of them and say, oh no, it's the Celtics, and will just lie down and let the Celtics just dominate them, but that's not what happened. That's not what's happening. The Celtics aren't coming out with the fire that they need to. Last year, I was very, very encouraged because they looked very, very good. You know, 
They came out with fire. When they needed to win games, they did. But this year, it's just a completely different story. A game, a couple games ago when they played the Charlotte Hornets recently, that was for them the biggest game of the year. And they didn't even try. They were down a Hornets team without LaMelo Ball, without Gordon Hayward. And they didn't even compete with them. The Hornets held them at arm's length the entire game. And the Celtics couldn't do anything. And even against the Thunder, the game that they lost, I understand that... Jason Tatum and Kemba Walker were not playing in that game. But still, it's the Oklahoma State Thunder. They came into that game. They had lost 16 of 17. So why are you losing to this team? I just think it's a lack of effort. I think I see where you're coming from there, but I don't know. I just think that it's the heart that they're playing with that you're kind of seeing. I feel like that every single NBA team comes out with an effort level at a very high level, but I just think that it's the heart and the competitive fire and spirit that a team needs. And while I agree with you that that just doesn't seem like the Celtics team has it, I think that it, I don't know if it's exactly an effort thing. I mean, getting down, I could, I guess you could see how, um, how just getting down a lot and just this team is not looking very good. I guess you could see a lack of effort sort of a situation, but I think that that's just kind of getting down on yourself. And I think the Celtics team really needs to have a breaking point and just have this entire situation turn around so that they can step up. I mean, we had a little bit of a promising start when we uh, got Evan Fournier, the great scorer from the Orlando Magic, but that just has not gone so well. Obviously, COVID-19 issues have played Fournier thus far while playing in a Boston uniform, but and he just isn't really scoring at a high level. He did break up. He did break out for 20 plus a couple weeks ago for his career high with the team. But aside from that, he has not been looking good. I mean, Perry, what do you think of that Evan Fournier move? You know, James, at the time I liked it, but obviously COVID issues have plagued him, as you said, real quick there. And he just has not made a shot. I saw a stat that in his five games as a Boston Celtics, he has only made five shots. So that is just absolutely ridiculous. They came here for a scoring. They used most of their mid-level trade exception. Um, when he came over, Danny H said, yes, of course, we want to resign Fournier, but I don't know if they do now. It just looks like he's cursed in this Boston Celtics uniform. I've never seen anything like it. And you knew it wasn't going to be a good stint when he came out in his first game as a Boston Celtics and just went scoreless. So he's had two scoreless games as a Celtic, which is very, very concerning for me. They were hoping that they could, he could develop into that relative third scorer and another team that maybe could you know take the load off of Tame and Brown but he has just not been able to do that but James just going back to that trade of Fournier that was a small trade but do these Celtics if so what do you think that it should be yeah Perry I think that a really big trade that the Boston Celtics could make is actually not for a specific player, but for a draft pick. And I think that's going to be the third overall pick in this upcoming draft pair. I think that the Boston Celtics should trade Marcus Smart and Peyton Pritchard and see if that's able to get the job done for the number three overall pick. If that does not work out, you still have Romeo Langford at your hands. You also have Aaron Neesmith if a team's interested. And you also have that 15 overall pick that we have right now in the first round coming up in this draft so I think that you make a package I think that you have to have Smart and Pritchard in there if someone says yes to that take it for the number three pick if they don't say yes to that then you got to add in someone probably like Aaron Neesmith and I think that you trade up to three and you draft Jalen Suggs out of Gonzaga Perry I'm telling you this guy is incredible 
out of Gonzaga, he was he was just immaculate in his career. He had averaged 14.4 points per game, along with 5.3 rebounds and four and a half assists as the best player on this. It was the number one ranked team in college basketball in the entire nation all season long. And then they came up just short in the national championship to a strong Baylor squad. But this guy is incredible. He plays great on the defensive end as well, averaging 1.9 steals per game. This guy plays with heart and fire, competitive spirit, and that's exactly what the Celtics need. As you were saying, it looks like the energy is lacking and the effort's lacking on the floor. I think this young guy can bring a ton of spirit to this team. And pairing him because you're not giving up Kemba in that deal, I think that if he's able to go, he's a much different player than Kemba, but if he can, if he can kind of learn the maturity of Kemba Walker, he's already a mature player, but I think that he could even step it up more with the help of Kemba Walker who's a veteran point guard in this league, and pair that with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, I think that that Boston Celtics team can hit the ground running and take off, and that's a team that can definitely be a championship contender because I think that Jalen Suggs, he's going to be an immediate factor, and I think that he can be that third star that we need. And then along with Kemba Walker, have those other guys filing in. We'll have to see if Evan Fournier will stick around. We did go out and get Jabari Parker, who's looked good. He's averaging 5.2 points. And uh, 3.2 rebounds as well as an assist a game in his time with us so far. They have Robert Williams, who's been having some more playing time. And I think that that's definitely a team that can shake things up. Obviously, they'd have to make some more moves, but I think that that would definitely be a good start for a strong future and potentially a championship in the near years. Perry, you? So, James, there's a couple things about that trade. Um you know, Tame and Brown are still young, so yes, they do have some time to grow, but it's always about the future for this Boston Celtics team. I don't want them drafting another 19-year-old. I just can't stand waiting for that moment when they're finally going to go out and get to the NBA Finals and win a championship. They've made made to the conference finals three of the past four years, but they have not been able to. I think that they should trade up to three, as do you, by giving away Langford, Smart, and their 2021 first-round pick. Um, then I think they should flip three, the 2022 first and the 2023 first and Peyton Pritchard for Bradley Beal. If that doesn't work, I think you can also throw in Aaron Neesmith, Rob Williams in that trade for Beal. Whatever you have to do to get Bradley Beal, I think they should do. Bradley Beal is one of the elite scorers in this league. And another thing that cannot go unnoticed is Bradley Beal and Jason Tatum are both St. Louis natives. We have seen in recent years teams, players uh, team up on different teams. The Paul George and Kawhi Leonard just did with the Los Angeles Clippers. If Tatum leaves this Boston Celtics team, I know that he just signed an extension, but if he demands a trade when Bradley Beal hits free agency next year, that is an absolute disaster for the Boston Celtics organization. Here you have a homegrown player, Jason Tatum, that leaves to go form a super team with Bradley Beal, a guy that you could have gotten in a trade. I think that you definitely need to make a trade for Bradley Beal, and I do think that you can get this done with this package. If they need to, they can also throw in another first-round pick. You can trade up to four first-round picks in consecutive years. So 2024, that first-round pick would be the last first-round pick that they would be able to trade. But I think that this trade for Bradley Beal is the one that the Celtics need to make and the Celtics can make. Interesting take there, Perry. But I think that what else you have to take into consideration is you said that Jason Tatum could opt and ask for, to demand a trade. There's no way that Jason Tatum's going to do that anytime soon, I don't think, even when Bear Bradley Beal hits the, the open market in free agency. Because this Celtics team, he knows that they can win. They're capable of winning. 
and I think that they can get the job done if they make a move like with drafting Jalen Suggs at the three pick if they trade up. I'm just saying, they've had some great luck with the number three pick in the past by drafting Jalen Brown, the Jason Tatum. Why not make it a third with all guys, the Jays, Jalen Brown, Jalen Suggs, and Jason Tatum. That would be great. The three Jays leading the Celtics to a national championship in the coming years. How about that? But I think that, I don't think that Jason Tatum's going to um, demand for a trade because I know that next year there's no way, even if they're not playing well, if they don't play next year, I don't see that. And even the next year, I don't really see that. Then maybe the next year, that'll be in 2027. I still don't. I mean, if they're if the Celtics aren't doing something well, then there has to. I'm getting way ahead of myself. Obviously, something's got to happen. There're going to be moves made by then. But I just don't really see Jason Tatum demanding a trade anytime soon. And I think that he's tight with Jalen Brown too. And I think that those two guys are going to be able to combine to make the duo that they need. Because you've seen a duo can win in the NBA when LeBron James and Anthony Davis did so last season with the Lakers. Tatum and Brown are nowhere near that stellar of a duo compared to those two guys. But I still think that with a couple moves, they can definitely make things happen. James, I just don't know. I mean, there haven't been many reports how close Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are off the court. Jason Tams and Bradley Beal's relationship is no doubt. It's such a great relationship. They both grew up in St. Louis. They both know each other. There was that conversation that they had back in a game a couple months ago. I think that if Tatum leaves, you have to do everything you possibly can to keep Jason Tatum. You're not a small market team like the New Orleans Pelicans who had to trade Anthony Davis or the Cleveland Cavaliers that had to trade Kyrie Irving. You are a big market team in Boston. You have the right. You can keep Jason Tatum if you want to, and you can bring in Bradley Beal as well. But James, another thing that has been brought up around this Celtics team is is if they need a coaching change. Brad Stevens has been linked to the job in Indiana. That was filled. But what is going on with Brad Stevens and the Celtics team? Do you think that Brad Stevens is just not the right guy anymore? No, he's the right guy, Perry. He's definitely the right guy. You got to keep him. Absolutely. I'm a big Brad Stevens guy. He's one of the better coaches in the league, and I don't think that you can let that go. It's just that the Celtics are having a down year this year. Things have not been going the way. Things have not been falling how they've been hoping for. And I think that Brad Stevens, he's one of the best coaches you see. Out on the sideline, he's very calm. He's able to get the job done. He's composed. He, as you've seen, he can take a team deep. He brought the Celtics to the Eastern Conference Finals three out of four years. And I think that he's still a great coach. You saw him bring uh, Bay, uh, Butler excuse me, to the National Championship in college multiple years, one of which was Gordon Hayward. But I think that it's going to be... Um, yeah, I just think that I think that um Brad Stevens got has got to stick is going to stick in Boston. I think that the Celtics it, there have been rumors going around that they've kind of tuned him out a little bit. I don't really think that's the case. I think that that's just kind of almost an excuse for the poor Celtics play. I think that the Celtics are going to keep Jay, uh Brad Stevens should keep Brad Stevens and that's what that's all I got to think. I think that Brad Stevens is going to be able to get the job done for the Celtics team going forward. He's done a great job for us so far. I know we haven't gone to that national championship level just yet, but I think that we're a move or two away from doing that. I am high on that Bradley Beal move that you were talking about before, but I'm also high on Jalen Suggs at the number 3 pick, so I think we're just going to have to wait and see how that pans out. But no matter what, I think that the Boston Celtics are going to make a move to give another star player to put on the floor with Brad Stevens come next season. James, I think Brad Stevens should be fired. I've been saying this since 
basically December, I just don't think that the team is listening to him anymore. Brad Stevens wants to play a game where they move the ball, they find the great shot, they find the open shot, but this Celtics team has just not been doing this. It's been too much iso ball. I think that the coach has the team has tuned him out and when a team tunes out a coach that is never a good thing the Raptors tuned out Dwayne Casey Dwayne Casey got fired and they ended up hiring Nick Nurse and what did Nick Nurse do in his first season he won the NBA championship and I know that he had Kawhi Leonard but I would argue that Jason Tame and Jalen Brown that duo was just as good as Kawhi Leonard I think they should hire from outside the organization I do not think they should promote any of his assistants, I think that this should be a clean break between Brad Stevens and the Boston Celtics. I think that they need to bring in somebody that can get the most out of Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum and get the team playing the way that the coach wants them to. Interesting take in Perry. I mean, why? I just think that Brad Stevens has done a really nice job. I see where you're coming from. But I think that it's not the coach's fault. I do not think it's on the coach. I think that's just honestly, players have got to get their act together. If not, see you later. And we got to make some moves and bring some new guys in. So that's exactly what I think the Boston Celtics are going to do. Jalen Suggs being drafted, potentially at three. You know, Bradley Beal coming in is what we've seen. And you never really know Danny Ainge is known for making some really masterful moves. And I think that he's going to be able to do something that really turns us Celtics' faith in this team around. And as you were just saying, Perry, but you got to get the most out of Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. That's definitely a major factor for this team. But I think that we're kind of talking on an individual basis for these two players separately. If one of these guys has got to go, and if Danny Ainge chooses to move on, and he's thinking, you know what, these two guys are not getting, these two guys are not getting the job done. These two guys are not doing what we need for this team. We have to, we have to move on from this. What are they going to do? Who do you think they should move? James, so first of all, um, before I say my answer, I just want to say that neither of these guys should be traded or moved before Brad Stevens is fired. You always keep the player over the coach. But if you had to keep one, I would keep Jason Tatum and trade Jalen Brown. Tatum is an, the all-around better player. He's much closer to superstardom than Jalen Brown is. He has shown more in his four seasons than Brown in his five. You can see that Tatum is the best player on this team. When you need a clutch shot, it's Jason Tatum. When you need a big bucket, it's Jason Tatum. It's not Jalen Brown. And I know Jalen Brown has had his moments. He's on a recent tear, 39 points in two straight games. But I think that Tatum, with his 53 points this season, with the many ways that he can score, he can score in the paint, he can score from deep. Although he's not as great of a mid-range shooter as Jalen Brown is, I think that Jason Tatum can develop a new and effective three-point shooter. I think he can develop a new and effective passer. I think that Tatum is closer to that superstar leap that you need to win an NBA championship than Jalen Brown is. Very. I heard you say that Jason Tatum is getting is closer, but I don't think he's ever going to be able to reach that point, and that's why I think that you got to keep Jalen Brown over Jason Tatum. If you look at the last Boston Celtics team, and go back a second, I just do not think that there, you should get rid of either of these guys at this point, but I think that if you look back at the last Celtics team, you had Kevin Garnett pumping up the crowd. You had Paul Pierce knocking down those shots. I just don't think that Jason Tatum is ever in his career going to be able to fill the level of what those guys did for that Celtics team. I just don't think that's going to be the case. So I think that, therefore, Jalen Brown 
is go is the guy that if you get rid of one, I think that you got to get rid of Jason Tatum, get and keep Jalen Brown, just because I don't think Tatum is going to be able to get the job done and be that superstar player that can lead a team to an NBA championship. And I think that's what you got to do: keep Jalen Brown over Jason Tatum if you give one away. Perry. James, one quick note that I want you to get in here on Jalen Brown. I think Jalen Brown is never going to be able to be the number one star. I think that he's going to be more of a Clay Thompson type player, maybe a Devin Booker. Although Devin Booker's a really good player, I don't. I think that he needs some help, and he's gotten that in Chris Paul. I think that Jalen Brown is closer to a Clay Thompson than a Steph Curry, closer to the number one op, number two option than a number one option like Jason Tatum is. But that will do for us today, guys. Um, great episode discussing the Boston Celtics, our favorite NBA team. Um, you know, if you guys need anything new, check out our social media and you get in touch with us for any reason. Go to from ballparks to buzzerbeers.com. Our Instagram is there, our Twitter is there, our Gmail is there. If you guys want to get on the show, we can definitely arrange that. Just reach out, DM us, email us, whatever you have to do. But that will be it for us today. I'm Perry Morzinos alongside my co-host James Farley, signing out with another episode of the From Ballparks to Buzzer Beer Sportscast. Have a good one, everybody.